and welcome to the Spooky Spectacular with Damon and Shelby, a podcast series leading up to Halloween where we explore some of the spooky movies available through Cromain Library's online resources. How are you? <laughs> How are you? I am spooky. <laughs> I am so excited to talk about this film, Shelby. I mean, I'm always excited to talk about these movies. But this one was from 2019, and we had HD quality. Yeah, it was good, it was well made, and it was spooky. It was. I had a lot of fun watching this, even more than the other ones. Like, it wasn't, like, haha funny, like, say, the uh, original uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. But it really sucked me in. Yeah, they're, okay, I will tell you when we get to them, but there were some parts that were a little silly where I laughed out loud, and some parts that were just beautifully done. So there's a little bit of both. This week was my pick, so I wanted to find something a little bit creepy, uh, because we just did, what, Ringu last week, so Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep the Creepsville going. So I chose the Irish film, The Hole in the Ground, from 2019, which is available on Canopy. It is, and what a choice, Shelby. What was the synopsis for Hole in the Ground? Ooh, I shortened it a lot because it was tremendous, and I didn't want any spoilers when we're first getting started. I also wanted to say before I give the synopsis two things. One, this was directed by Lee Cronin in his feature debut film. Awesome. Very cool that this is his first film, and we both are fond of it. Yeah, Um, it was very well done. It was good. It's also rated R, so be aware of that. And the reason it's rated R is kind of funny. It says, quote, Dirt devils and violence by and toward children. So there's nothing too freaky, but if uh, violence involving children is rough for you, be aware of that. Yeah, for me, it personally felt like a movie that normally would be rated PG-13. I don't know if it's because it's an Irish film that has a stricter rating system, but like there wasn't a lot of swearing in it. There wasn't a lot of gore. There were a couple little tiny things here and there. But if that R rating turned you off just because it's an R, think of it more like PG-13, I think. Sure. Yeah. It's it's nothing that'll uh, give you nightmares forever. I'm just a wee baby, and even I could watch it without having nightmares, so it's probably fine. Uh, so the synopsis is... After Sarah and her young son, Chris, move into a new home, they discover the surrounding forest hides a massive, (laughs) ominous sinkhole. (laughs) We'll get to it, friends. One night, Chris... (laughs) 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 We were just talking about how massive the sinkhole is. What? (laughs) I'm crying. One night, Chris suddenly disappears into the woods. He soon returns, but the longer he's back, the more Sarah begins to suspect that the boy who has returned is not her son. Creepy. Okay. Very beginning. Sad piano music. A lady's face. Okay, I need to talk about this lady's face for a second. Because okay. this lady, first of all, she's she's really pretty. She's beautiful. She also has the biggest lips that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like, so ridiculously large. Yes, she does. I wasn't offended by it. I don't think I really noticed because she also has very big eyes. Yes, she does. She has very big features and they come across beautifully in the movie. So nothing against her giant lips. I was not against her giant lips. I just, they were noticeable. (laughs) Thank you so much. No judgment to you if you have giant lips. You are beautiful. We love (laughs) giant We love giant lips. (laughs) Ha 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 
All right, so the camera opens on her face, and then you see that she and her son are in this fun house with all of these mirrors that distort your features, and the little boy is making faces at himself, and he is adorable. Being a little monster cutie. I loved him already. Yes. Adorable. Um, we did have a little foreshadowing, I noticed, that something weird is going to distort the kid later when you look at his weird face in the mirror. Mm. You kind of get the idea that, oh, he's going to be distorted. Yes. So that was cool. They smile at each other. She comes and joins him in front of the mirror. They make creepy faces in front of the mirror. And then it's followed by shots of them at the creepiest fair I've ever seen. Yeah, it was straight up like... A clown's gonna come up and kill you there? No, thank you. Absolutely not. There were, like, giant devil posters in the background, and, like, on the rides, there were these big skulls and stuff. It was, it was wild and horrifying. And then, it gets more interesting because they're the only car in the parking lot? Yeah, it was really odd. But they were eating some kind of food. They were eating, like, fair food or cotton candy or something. So where did they get that... Maybe they just stayed to the end of the fair and they were the last ones to leave. Maybe. Uh, It was a little weird. I had so many questions. We're not even at the credits yet, but it's fine. Yeah, so I, um, during this part, I was less focused on the fair itself because I just noticed and I wrote down, why are there like 50 companies behind this film? It just kept going and going and going and going and going. And I was like, how many companies like were part of this? This is wow. I wonder if Irish films will give you the full blast of companies in the credits in the beginning. It's possible. Maybe that's a thing. Because in American films, a lot of the time, all you get is a title card and then you just go. Sure. And maybe maybe they need more funding behind it, too, because it's not like they budget Hollywood. Yeah. Totally. So maybe that's it. So it was distracting. It was wild. We had questions. Okay. And then we see the car driving down the beautiful Irish countryside. Oh, it Loved was it. Gorgeous. This beautiful forest. And I mean, it still had all these muted colors, though, because it's, it's a horror film. So you kind of expect that. Yeah. Creepy and so pretty. And then the camera gives this bird's eye view of the car driving down the road. And then the camera flips upside down as the car drives underneath it and then pans way out. And it gave this really weird upside down view as the title card appears hole in the ground great yep and there's some like super ominous music while this title card comes out yes and now we finally get their cute irish accents yes loved it the kid wants a bike the mom says not at the moment we're poor we can't get you a bike right now the kid is like our car is ugly i don't have a bike this sucks and um they're just kind of arguing and being cute with each other And then suddenly the mom swerves out of the way of something in the road. Her rearview mirror is knocked off by a tree. And then when she gets out of the car, all that we see is a cloaked person standing in the middle of the road. Absolutely not. I am driving away. Bye. Yeah. So they stop and there's this creepy old woman that's just like muttering to herself. And so the mom gets out of the car and she sees this and then she's just like, nope. So she grabs a mirror that broke off her car and runs off and drives away because this lady is super creepy. Very creepy. I will say that I really liked the shot where we can see we're looking at the ground at the rear view mirror and the mirror in the reflection we see the mom standing there Mm -hmm. and i was very creeped out and uneasy and something i'm discovering about horror movies is that i really don't like reflective surfaces like that like in 
Ringu, we got a lot of reflective surfaces of the black television screen and we could see what was going on mm-hmm. in the shadows. I don't like that. Don't care for it. Very creepy. That thing works really well on me. I didn't like it. Yeah. I do want to mention one thing. What they were talking about before she almost hit this woman. The kid is at a new school. They're in a new town. We don't get much details beyond that. But he's talking about how there's this mean kid at school that he doesn't like, and that's when the mom gets distracted. Yeah, he's having a hard time, poor guy. He's trying to fit in and doesn't quite know how to do that yet. Uh, The next scene, the mom, still don't know her name, is scraping the old wallpaper off of their new house. Okay, (laughs) did you notice what she was scraping the wallpaper off with in this scene? This weird uh, metal scraper? No, this one was straight up a kitchen spatula. (laughs) She's like, it'll work. Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious because I also noticed something funny in this scene. She's scraping the old wallpaper off and the kid's name is Chris. We discover he doesn't want to eat his spaghetti. Okay. She doesn't like the dust cheese. Okay, so what did cute. your family call Parmesan cheese? We called it Parmesan cheese. Oh, really? Yeah. So my family, we grew up calling it shaky cheese. <gasps> cute! So you had the big old canister and you could shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. I love that so much. Shaky yep. cheese, dust cheese. Love it. Uh, Chris does not. So he doesn't want to eat that. When she walks into the room to tell her kid to eat a spaghetti... We see that she's fully wearing a Carhartt overall bodysuit. It was intense Mm -hmm. to just be scraping the wallpaper with a spatula. I laughed out loud. Hilarious. You don't need all that just to scrape the wall with a spatula, but that's fine. She gets Chris to eat. They're so cute. They play this one, two, three game where they count down and then they make silly faces and whoever laughs first loses. So Chris, the adorable kid, loses and he has to eat his spaghetti. It's fantastic. And it is like such a cute mother-son moment. Very cute. Three, two, one. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Loved it. Um, And then she goes into her dark, creepy basement with a blue, buzzing, flickering light. Did not like that. Mm -hmm. She's looking for a new spatula. And then she hears Chris scream upstairs, runs up there, and we see him very creepily standing on the counter, pointing to the other side of the room, and he says ominously, there's another one. Yeah, and so she looks, and he's pointing at this spider, and she's like, it's just a spider. But it is a big spider. Big spider. He's terrified. We're terrified. Yeah, like, I don't care about bugs, but this spider still would have creeped me out. Totally. So she catches the spider in, like, an upside-down jar and brings it outside, and he's just like, well, why don't you just kill it? Dad would kill it for me. So that's when we find out that dad and mom are separated. I mean, it kind of implied that before, but... Yeah, for some reason, dad's not with them. We don't know if he died or if there's a divorce or something, but he's not there. Yeah. Um. So Chris gets upset. Mom lets the spider out. Chris squashes it. Yeah, and then... But... <laughs> and then runs away. And we get this really beautiful shot of Chris, the kid, running through the Irish countryside into the woods. The mom is following him. And then in the woods, it is so dark and it's dense and she can't find this kid. And then we see the hole. Yeah. Before that, though, we get a shot of her hands. And did you notice she's still wearing her wedding band? Oh, I didn't notice that. That's yeah. Funny. It was a little bit weird because it's clear they're separated, but yeah. like, something must have happened. Hmm, I do have uh, some theories, so maybe I'll try to remember that, because I totally didn't catch that. But anyways, yes, we get to this hole, and it is humongous. 
Okay. It is a dry lake in the ground. It is not a hole in the ground. Yeah. Fully a bomb went off in the ground. It is. <laughs> I mean, how this is just in the middle of the woods. It is. Wow. So then Chris turns to it, or turns to Mom, and he's like, what's this hole? What is it? And her response to him is just nothing. Don't worry about it. What? <laughs> she could say, it's a hole. I don't know why this is here. Maybe it's... don't go near the hole. Yeah, but instead she's like, oh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it, kiddo. Let's go. Yep. Okay. That night, mom is lying on the couch in front of the TV. She gives herself some water. And then it looks like the front door is creaking open. So she goes and closes it. She's weirded out. Okay, what's going on? She walks over to Chris's bedroom and gives him a teddy bear. Great. Fantastic. Uh, the next day, she's picking him up from school and trying to encourage him to sign up for the local, the school talent show, trying to convince him that he'll make some friends. Yeah. Poor buddy. He's just having a hard time. We get to the next scene, and it's just this weird close-up shot of the mom's face while we hear voiceovers of a bunch of men talking about punching people. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah's getting dinner with her new coworkers, I think. Yeah, it was very confusing. I We know that her boss is there. I think her name is Louise and her husband. And then there's another couple there. And I think that this couple was Louise's husband's brother and his wife. It was very irrelevant. It was just, yeah. we have two men and two, three women. Yes. So. so they start gossiping about the old woman that we've seen previously. She's known as Walkie Talkie. Because she walks around and she talks. And apparently, she, years ago, ran over her own kid with her own car, on purpose, they think, um, after getting home from a stay in a mental ward. Oy, that's creepy. Very creepy. So we get this story about that. And um, after that, it's nighttime again. A door slams shut. Okay, creepy again. And then Chris the kid isn't in bed this time. Yeah, but that door slamming shut, Shelby, it's like the door to the basement. And it's like, open, shut, open, shut, open, shut. And I think it's just because, like, the door won't stay shut and there's a draft in the house was my idea. Because she goes outside and she sees that it's windy. But yeah, anyway, so... um. Very creepy. The house is creaking like wild. Like, why doesn't she turn the lights on? Yeah. It's so dark and so creepy and shadowy in this new house. And she nary a light bulb in sight. Yep. Horrible. Yep. The kid's out of bed. Can't find the kid. Yep. So she goes outside with literally the dimmest flashlight I've ever seen. I laughed out loud (laughs) when I saw that light. And then we head into the dark, creepy woods again. And there's, like, screaming in the background music. Like, not actually in the movie, but, like, in the background music. Ooh, I didn't catch that. That's Yeah, crazy. and she's oh. running through the woods looking for him frantic. Can't find him anywhere. Um, And then goes back home, and she picks up a phone to call the police to tell them that he's missing. And suddenly he just, like, appears behind her. <laughs> not as cute this time. No, no. Don't like that. And so she, like, turns to him and, like, straight up screams. She's like, where were you? <laughs> and he's just like, here. She's like, no, you weren't. Where were you? Are you okay, mommy? Okay. The use of mommy throughout this movie, so creepy. 
This kid talks like an adult, and it's very weird. He just says, I was here, mummy. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yep. So now she's at the doctor. Yes. Talking about how she's been really anxious since this move. <clears throat> we find out that her ginormous bangs mm-hmm. <laughs> that have been covering half of her face, uh, we finally see why she has those horrible bangs, and it's because she has this big scar on her forehead from a, quote, accident a year ago. And um, that's kind of what we get in that moment. Yeah, the doctor seems to try to ask her if it was related to her leaving her husband, but she doesn't really give an answer to that. So I think that kind of implies there was not so great things going on. Totally. Yeah, that's where we get an idea of that. So after the doctor checks her out, she calls her son in for dinner, and he is sitting in the living room watching Betty Boop. Which was really interesting because, like, why would an eight-year-old in 2019 be watching Betty Boop? (laughs) So, yeah. That's Um, funny that you bring that up. I did not even notice. Yeah, and then so she walks back into the kitchen, and then he's, like, suddenly at the table. Like, he just, like, popped in there. And it was (laughs) really weird. Um, And also we found out the doctor gave her some meds to help her sleep. Next morning, she gets a creepy flower delivery from her creepy kid. Yeah, he's just, like, standing (laughs) over her when she wakes up. (laughs) Yeah, he's socializing at school, he's very aggressively completing a crossword, he seems very different and engaged with life. Of course, all the signs of a possessed kid. Totally, (laughs) totally, all the positive things. Also, I want to say something of the flower scene where he's just like standing over her and she wakes up and he's holding flowers. That reminds me of when I was like seven. My neighbors had a garage sale and they had like a bit of like toys for like 25 cents that were just like mcdonald's toys or little things that were missing parts or whatever okay. so i bought a completely naked troll doll it like didn't have any of its clothes anymore great and so it had like bright green neon hair and so i went home and my older brother was taking a nap and so i put this troll doll like right in front of him so that when he woke up that'd be the first thing he saw oh. and he screamed when he woke up which <laughs> made me think of this flower scene and it was great Oh, were you possessed as a kid? I was, I don't know, was I? <clears throat> Did you crawl into a little hole? There or? were weird gaps in my childhood. So oh. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> so weird. I don't know how that happened. So anyway, they're driving home from school and we see Walkie Talkie, aka Mrs. Brady, standing in the middle of the road again, just ominously. And she just won't move off the road. Like, we honk at her, and she just stays right there. She's not moving. And also, we see Chris in the passenger seat, and the first time this happened, he looked pretty scared to Mm -hmm. see a person just in the road. This time, he's just looking, not with much of an expression. He's not happy or anything, but just big, wide eyes, just watching. Yep. Very weird. So Sarah does the natural thing and gets out of the car to ask her to move, like... Oh, goodness. And so she turns to her and really creepily is like, he's not your son. And Sarah's like, okay, great. Thank you so much. And then we meet Des, who is uh, this old lady's husband. Mm -hmm. Her name is Noreen, and his name is Des. So Des comes out. He says, oh, I'm so sorry. This is my wacky, kooky wife. I'm just going to grab her. Sorry about that. She wanders and she chitter chats to herself. So then, as Des and Sarah are talking for a minute there, Sarah looks a little more comfortable. Great. Noreen starts wandering over to the car and just stares at Chris Mm -hmm. through the window, which is closed, which is probably good. 
So Sarah turns. She's like, I better get out of here. This is weird. She gets in the car. And Noreen, her eyes are so wide. Mm -hmm. And she's glaring back and forth between Sarah and Chris over and over with these big, wide, scary eyes. So scary. And then out of almost nowhere, I knew I should have expected something really scary to happen. Puts her hands up, slams her arms into the car window, and scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah. Ooh. He's not your son. He's not your son. She's, She's banging on the car window. Banging, going to town, screaming this. And Chris is not scared at all. He's yep. just watching with the same expression he had before. She fully headbutts the window with her face, Damon. Yes. No, ugh. no, no. Bloody face now. She's still pounding at the window. Sarah screeches away with this car, and then, <laughs> and then the shot of Des going to Noreen and holding her back as she kind of struggles to get at the car was pretty funny. I didn't find that scary. Yeah. She, they were just, like, wrestling really awkwardly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but the scene before, very scary. <laughs> so now we're back home, and she's removing wallpaper again in that same area. This time she's actually using a wallpaper removal tool. Oh, incredible. Not a spatula. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So she found a real tool. Great. Yeah. She's doing a pretty bad job at removing the wallpaper. Like, there's no, like, rhyme or reason. There's, like, patches everywhere. And she's just kind of, like, randomly scraping at stuff. But, hey, whatever. Doing her best. So the next morning, we find out that Noreen, Mrs. Brady, walkie-talkie, whatever you want to call her, <laughs> is dead in front of her own house with her head buried into the ground like an ostrich and her body just, like, laying sprawled out and crows are eating her. Nasty. They're munching away. Super gross. We just get kind of some quick shots of that. Very creepy. And then the next scene is Sarah sitting at a table with a guy it takes us a minute to figure out what's going on, but mm-hmm. he's reading her statement about what she had just seen of dead Noreen back to her to make sure that everything looks good. And so Chris is in the other room, and all that we see in the shot is him, and then from the other side of the wall that we can't really see is an arm of another person. It so looks to be another police officer, just like somebody, sure, like another deputy at the station. And Chris is just arm-wrestling this person, and so... Eventually, we see him really tugging and then completely snaps the wrist all the way back and the bones are sticking out. He just absolutely murdered this person. Super scary. Never mind. It's just a little quick vision. Yeah, Sarah like looks away and then looks back and then his arm is normal. It is so weird. So creepy. So he didn't kill this person. (laughs) Yep. And so then Sarah, we then see a shot of her getting into the shower or getting out of the shower rather. And she notices that there's blood on her towel and realizes that her head wound has reopened. Like, it never really fully healed. Which adds to this whole thing, because then she's maybe thinking, like, oh, is it just my head? Am I just imagining these things? Yes, yeah, totally. I think I'll come out right now and say it, that I think a big message in this movie is recovery from the abuse that you might, you know, from trauma yes. of abuse. So this is one of the parts of the movie that I immediately noticed. Obviously, the scar on her head is like this physical manifestation of abuse in the movie, right? So when it starts bleeding, it just opens up this idea of abuse is still occurring with this person. Yes. So kind of to say this thing that's going on with her kid is like abuse, where we don't really, it seems from the outside that we can't quite tell what's going on, but something's weird. 
she's very anxious, but you, it's hard to know who to believe. Yeah, it's like, is she getting gaslit about this whole situation? Gaslit by herself, really. Like, am I seeing things? If it's real, can I trust my own thoughts? Gaslit by us, the audience. Yeah. Because we'll get to it, but there are points in the movie where I was thinking, oh, she's just, this is all a hallucination, and just like Noreen, she's going to murder her own kid. And that's right. the movie. It's all about the spiral into madness. Yep. So we'll get to it as it comes, but I just, I want to point it out now instead of going full blast at the end yes that there are some pretty cool and also very obvious symbols and messages in this movie which is one of the reasons i really like it yeah for sure so she returns to work and her boss immediately or her co-worker immediately is like hey i thought you were gonna take a couple days off i mean you saw a dead lady yeah exactly (laughs) like so and then they're talking and she's finally like do you ever take a look at your kids and wonder who they are and this lady's like, girl, of course I do. One of my kids has done all this crazy stuff and my other kid is like totally a mess. And Sarah's like, no, I mean who they are. Do you ever not recognize them as a person? Mm-hmm. And so her coworker's like, yeah, that's, that's, don't worry about it. You just, you just have a kid. They're, they're a human being. They're going to be weird. Don't worry about it. So, all right, I guess. And the next scene is Noreen's funeral. Yes. We see that. It looks like picture frames at first, but they're all framed mirrors mm-hmm. all over the walls. They're all covered in black cloth. So I actually looked this up, and it is normal in an Irish wake to cover up all the mirrors in a home. I was hoping you might say that, because I wondered if that was the case. Yeah, because I was like, this seems too too strange to put in the movie to be something weird about the movie. It seems like it's probably a tradition. It is. But the real question is, why are there so many mirrors in this house? Noreen either really liked mirrors, winkety-wink, or hated her husband because the amount of work that he had to do to cover up every single mirror, it was every surface of every wall. Yep. So Sarah goes over to Noreen's coffin. She goes to uncover Noreen's face. Oh my god, a jump scare is totally coming. I know it. Why are you doing this? And then nothing happens and Desk comes in. And yes. he says, hey, check out my dead wife. Do you want to have a drink? Great. So then they're looking at like a picture on the wall of like a family photo and they're reminiscing and he's just like, yeah, you know, she used to say that our son wasn't himself. Like, oh, that's weird. It seems like she's kind of mixing up your son in this and continuing on with that with him. And she would notice little things that didn't seem right and claimed he was an imposter. And he also specifically said that I found interesting. She noticed the little things, only the things a mother would notice, which is a little creepy. I mean, obviously, that's not a very modern thing to say, but yep. it was just creepy that only a parent or someone who's that close with a kid would yeah. notice these tiny changes. Mm-hmm. And then he finally gives the rest of the backstory. She asks, you know, did Noreen actually run him down with a car or what, bro? And he was like, no, he was hit by my car. I didn't see him dart out into the road. Total accident. Which sounds like he's covering for Noreen, but that's fine. 100%. So in the next scene, we are fully jogging in the creepy dark woods. We know we're in a horror movie, right? Yeah. So. (laughs) I mean, she doesn't. Apparently not. And she, okay, I noticed she's really swinging her arms. I don't mm-hmm. know if you noticed. Those babies yeah. were flapping like a chicken's wings. They were, okay, 
I it made me uncomfortable to watch how much she flapped her arms, but that's fine. Uh, so she stops, takes a breath, looks down on the ground, and sees Chris's favorite action figure on the ground. This yeah. Is toy soldier. He loved that little action figure, and he never would have lost it before. So that was weird. And also, she looks at the hole, and it seems to be, like, uh, <laughs> siphoning more dirt inside itself. <laughs> There's scary building music. It's getting very intense. We see the ground starting to move. We're siphoning some dirt. Great. Mm-hmm. It's getting very scary. And then... Bam! Cut to Chris's mouth full on his face, eating spaghetti. Just straight up his mouth, zoomed in, him slurping spaghetti. Munching it up. He's, like, eating it so quickly, (laughs) which is odd, and then it, like, zooms in on the spaghetti, you can see that there is dust cheese on it. Which Chris does not care for. So this is weird. Why is he such a hungry baby? So then she starts questioning him about whether he's been going off on his own to the woods, and he's like, oh, no. And so she pulls out the action figure from a drawer. Oh, yeah? Well, what's this? And then he's like, well, I'm not lying. And she goes, tell me the truth. I am. Tell me the truth. I'm not lying. Tell me the truth. And then he straight up shoves the entire dining table toward her with this, like, feet of super strength. And she, like, gets pushed against the wall. And then he immediately, like, morphs. And he's just not morphs. But, like, his mood completely changes. And he's like... I'm sorry, mommy. Very tiny kid again, big scared eyes. I'm sorry, mommy runs away. So that was probably our first very real look at this is no way your kid, my friend, because he has this superhuman strength. Where did that come from? And then we get this scene in the middle of the night. Ugh. So she hears noises (laughs) coming from Chris's room. So she's she had just gotten out of the bath, she's in the hallway. She hears this weird skittering behind Chris's door, and you you see her kind of turn around, and the look on her face is just like, oh god, there's my creepy kid again. So she goes to the door, and so she looks under the door, because we can't see anything through the keyhole, mm-hmm. and we see this spider just walking across the floor, and then we see just a hand skittering across the table like a spider and then the arm kind of comes out and then we get this hissing noise like a cat hissing and then the arm just lunges for the spider yeah and so then he stands up and he's like turned away from the camera and she's watching and then he just straight up eats the spider just munching fully we have a demon in our house yes and this is, like, doubly weird, because not only is he eating a spider, he was terrified of spiders before. So gross. He does his weird little skittering around on the floor like a spider thing. He's disgusting and creepy, ravenously feeding on the spider, just like he was the spaghetti. And Sarah's like, ew, gross, turns away from the door, and then the floor creaks as she turns away. Mm-hmm. And we hear... Mommy, where are you? And so she, she's like, I'm out. And she runs away from the closed door to her own room. And mm-hmm. she's standing in there, terrified of her creepy demon kid. And he's coming closer. And we can see his little face in the hallway in the shot. We see her standing against the wall. We can see into the hallway. And we see his little creepy face come out of the darkness. And she says, I'm, I'm in bed. Why? What do you need? And... A long shot of demon kid staring at her. Mm -hmm. And then he finally just turns away and says, Good night, mommy. And 
So the next day, her natural reaction to all of this is to take him to the doctor. When we... We need an exorcism, my friend. Yeah. Here at this point. 100%. So the doctor's checking them out, and he checks out fine. And she says he's not himself, and so she explains about the spider. And the doctor's like, well, you know, there's stranger things kids have eaten before. Like, you know, whatever. She's like, but, but he was terrified of them. This is weird. And so then the doctor changed the subject to ask her how her meds are working, since he gave her some sedatives before to help her sleep. And how the scar on her head is doing. And, oh, I was wrong before. This is actually where he asked her if it was an actual accident that caused the head injury. She doesn't really answer. Mm-hmm. We cut to the next scene. Yep. She's buying a camera. Yes. Yes. And it's like, okay. She buys, like, <laughs> it's just like a straight up, like, digital camera from the late 90s. Like, <laughs> You're right. It's 2019, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know when the movie is supposed to be set. Maybe the movie isn't actually set in 2019. Mm. But, yes, it, it's... A not not that great of a camera. True. Not but... the kind of camera you can do what she does with it. And that is, she, like, goes into Chris's room and sets up a hidden camera between some bricks and just, like, sets it to record. Like, these cameras would record for maybe 15 minutes and then, like, die. Yeah, so totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so we get that in there. As long as I'm not skipping anything, I think it's that night we get this shot of her just sitting there holding her anxiety pill. Just mm-hmm. looking at it. She does not need to be taking those, was my opinion at this point, because if your anxiety is caused by a demon, you don't need sedatives. The next morning, she's working on that wallpaper again. Uh, she comes into the kitchen. Chris is eating ravenously like he does. Um, she says, I'm sorry, I've been acting weird. I've been stressed. It's just been a rough move and whatever. So he just looks at her very sweetly, and then he moves his head, his hands to go and touch her head, to touch her scar. She's like, no, bro, don't do that. But he puts a finger to her mouth, as in, don't care what you think, I'm touching your head anyway. Gross. He goes to touch her forehead, and then fingers shove into her scar, ripping her head open. She's screaming, they're struggling, and then, boom, we wake up, it was just a dream. Well, not even just a dream. Like, we're in the same scene, but it's like those, like, five seconds didn't happen. You're right. It was like a vision. Yeah. So creepy. So we get another one of those. So this keeps happening to poor Sarah. She's seeing this really creepy stuff. So then we get to my favorite one, which is they are at the talent show. And the talent show is, like, these kids on stage. It's like a kid's school choir concert. And they're dancing and singing, and it's super cute. And they keep going around and doing different solos. And then it's time for his solo. And so while he's singing, then the shot cuts to instead of, like, all of the kids singing, it's just him on stage, and then it's just her in the audience, and it just cuts just to show the two of them to really, like, hone in on what's happening. And then he starts singing in this, like, creepier and creepier voice. Until he's just talking in this dead monotone. So she starts running away. She just straight up <laughs> straight up, I am out of here. <laughs> yeah. And this was the scene where I start to wonder whether any of this is real. Mm-hmm. Because there was a very slow transition from we're at the talent show, this is fun, to it's only the two of them. Because there was a shot of Chris doing his creepy demon talk. And you can see the kids behind him still swinging their arms and happy. Yeah. So it made me wonder, all those kids are still there and they're still acting happy. Clearly, if this were real and he were doing this, the other kids would be like, what are you doing? 
Would you love the movie you want you to think? Exactly. It's, it's bad. And then as she's running away, it looks like she's having a very real anxiety-induced hallucination and panic attack because the way that the camera is doing slow-mos and the angles that we're getting, we can hear her heartbeat and her breathing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of her breathing heavily in this movie. It seems, it looks and sounds and feels like we're having a panic attack. Yes. So it seems maybe this is all just induced by her anxiety. And then I think uh, one of her teachers is there, appears out of nowhere and says, Oh, Sarah, what's, what's wrong with you? And Sarah's trying to tell her. Listen, this is for real, not my son. Something mm-hmm. wild is going on. And then Chris comes out, and she stares at him, and he says, Oh, why? what's going on, mummy? And she runs away. She's done. Yeah. So she just runs home. Yeah, without her kid. See you yeah. later. Like, <laughs> Have fun. Great parenting right there. Yeah. So she gets the camera from Chris's room. Yep. Uh, we don't see what's on the camera, just her looking very scared. And then we're at Des's house for a cup of tea. So yeah. finally she gets a friend. Yeah, she was terrified of the results of this camera, though. Yes. So at, at um, what's his name again? Des. Okay, so at his house, um, we now see all the mirrors uncovered. And there are, it seems like even more than it seemed like in the funeral scene. There are so many mirrors there. <laughs> and so he explains that she used to, she being Doreen, used to check him daily. He didn't really say what that means, but like... Check him daily to make sure he was still him. Well, that's interesting. That's very creepy. Yes. And so then Sarah tries to show him the footage on her camera of her son. When she gives him the camera, the camera is totally off. Did you see that? I didn't notice that, no. The camera was fully off, and she was like, look at this screen, my friend. Yes. What's on there? (laughs) So I I had a laugh at that. So then she's just like, you need to admit that this is not my son. And he's like, no, I'd never do that. She admitted, it's not my son. It's not my son. And so he gets so angry because she's like, your James wasn't James, and my Chris isn't Chris. He just takes the camera and throws it to the ground and breaks it. And then he gives a little scream and a shout. He goes to storm away. And then he just ducks under this tiny doorway. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Did you see that? Why was the doorway like four feet tall? Yeah. Why did we have that in this scene? We could have made this scene anything we want. But he just had to like duck his little head and then leave. So that was hilarious. At home again, she's very nervous around Chris, but he seems to be okay. She gets home and he's there, which was weird. And she's trying to take the memory card out of the camera, but then that's when she notices him. So she's like, crap, he can't see that I have this. He's going to know something's up. Yeah. And so he's like, well, why did you run away from me at school? And she's like, well, you know, mommy wasn't feeling well. Do you feel better now? Yeah, much. You won't run away from me again, will you? (sighs) Oh. Ugh. And she's like, no. And he's like, I don't like being left on my own. Oh, creeps yeah, Like, sure, but you're a demon, child. <laughs> Demons can fend for themselves, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so then we see a shot of a trash can, and we see a bunch of pills split open inside of it. So it's confusing of what happened there. It's like, did she throw away her pillows? But they're clearly opened. They're in, like, capsules. Mm. And then it shows a close-up on the spaghetti, a plate of spaghetti, which has white dust cheese. Oh, wait, the white dust cheese on the spaghetti is actually her pills. We also saw, for the first time, it zoomed in on her pill canister in the trash can, and it said sedative. Before, they had just called it her medicine, so now we know officially what the medicine is. Great. But, yeah, so she's trying to drug her son, or 
the demon, you know, whatever. Whichever it is, yeah. we don't know. Mm-hmm. She passes him the dust cheese, says she doesn't like it. So he's like, well, don't mind if I do. So yeah. he's eating all the dust cheese. And um, he doesn't pass out right away or anything. No. You just see him eating it. So this scene was one that really got me. Oh, my gosh, yes. Chris is watching TV after dinner. Mm-hmm. He's not sedated, so, okay. He's and... also watching them, like, another old-fashioned <laughs> show that didn't really make sense for a kid his age. Alrighty. I don't yeah. remember what it was, but yeah. Yeah. And he's just having a great old time. Sarah kind of comes up behind him. She's maybe, like, ten feet away, like, coming out of the kitchen, you know. She's standing there, and she says, hey, we haven't played our game in a while. And she starts counting down from three. Okay, so she's like, three, two, one. You're not my son. My heart was pounding. I was <laughs> I was sweating because I thought that when she got to one and he was supposed to make a scary face that he was just going to totally distort and, like, attack her. No, he just does nothing. He stares blankly. He has no idea what to do. Of course he does because he, he's not her son. And she's watching him, and he's watching her. He's like, what is this game? Yeah. <laughs> and she says, you're not my son. And then he just chucks her against the wall. Fully. Beats the life out of her. This scene was hard to watch. It because, was. again, we have this symbol of peppered throughout the movie of trauma from domestic abuse. And this is completely just a domestic abuse scene where she's, like, screaming and crying and begging him to stop. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, picks her up, throws her to the other side of the room, and then picks her up and just throws her again. So really hard to watch. Um, definitely sends that message home. And then we just get blackness. Yeah, because she just she gets knocked out. So when the scene cuts back in, we see that he is burying her head in the ground like we saw Doreen before. Which oh. makes you wonder, first of all, was he the one that killed Doreen? Probably. Of course. Yep. And second of all, you gotta wake up, girl. This is not good. <laughs> um, you are being buried alive by your son, or demon son, who then, so he finishes burying her head, and then he just, like, passes out. The meds have just kicked in. He has been sedated. Fabulous. So now we get this long shot from above of both of them, of just her head buried. She's lying on her stomach, so her face is just in the dirt. Mm -hmm. And then Chris, the demon, is just lying beside her, passed out. So then we see her little fingers start to move, and then her arm starts to move. And then she finally gets her head out of the ground. And then we're back in the house. Sarah is dragging Chris's little drugged body into the basement. And then we get the shot of her standing over him, reflected in the rearview mirror that broke off in the beginning. She mm-hmm. must have put that in the basement. And that was so creepy. Again, don't like the mirror shots. I was super tense during that. So she picks up the mirror because, oh yeah, Noreen said earlier that you can always tell if a person is a real person with a mirror. And she holds the mirror up to his face. All I got was a hissing sound and then some kind of weird uh, lump that was clearly not a human. But I couldn't really see anything. I wrote demon spawn when she looked at him. (laughs) Yeah. But I have a question before we continue. So if when she looks in mirrors, she sees him as the demon. Okay. She (laughs) drove this kid to school every day. She has conversations with him in the car when he's riding in the back. With her looking in the rear, rear view mirror. Oh, yeah. Why doesn't he look like it? Unless we just 
that never actually happened. I'll have to rewatch and see if she ever looks in that mirror at him. But I swear there's at least one shot where we see him in the rearview mirror. I would love to see that because I know we got shots of him in the beginning through a mirror where he's just the kid. Which is understandable because he is still the kid. Yeah. I wonder if we get any of him still as just a kid and there was just a plot hole. Yeah. Or maybe it's like when he is awake, he can control how much demon is present. I don't know. I don't know. Can't we all? Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, very creepy. Uh, We see something. The lights flicker more intensely. They go out. And as the lights flicker every once in a while, we see that Chris, the demon, is slowly standing up. And she says, what have you done with him? And he attacks, but it's just kind of a nine-year-old jumping on a lady, so it's not very scary. But he's also, like, screaming. Yeah, there was some screaming in there. So uh, he's choking her, they're fighting, she knocks him down. Uh, And then the flickering lights, we see this close-up shot of him opening his eyes and screaming. His whole body starts to shake. Very creepy. Loved it. Sarah runs upstairs. Yes. Yeah, she locks him in the basement. And I think she, like, locked him to, like, the, the banister down there, too. Yeah. So the next scene is this overhead shot of the big hall with this cool drumming music, which I was a fan of. Yeah. And um, I will say at this point in the film, I was much less scared because I was more confident in Sarah now that I have absolutely no reason to doubt her. We all sure. saw that she's not just having an anxiety-induced breakdown or something. She's She's doing everything that she should be doing. And I'm much more confident in her now, especially after that creepy scene we just got through in the basement. So as she goes to this hole, I'm feeling very confident that she's going to figure out what's going on. Everything's fine. I would agree with that too. And I also would add that we have seen the monster and oftentimes, I mean, even just through a mirror, but oftentimes in a scary movie for me, when you finally get that, like it's building up, it's building up, it's building up, you finally see the monster. It's scary then, but then you've seen the monster, so it's just resolving the situation after. Yeah. So, I was feeling confident in our character. Big fan of her at this point. Okay, but then I don't understand, because she goes to the hole, and she just, like, goes down in it? (laughs) Like, I don't understand. (laughs) She's just like, okay, my kid's a demon child, he played near the hole, he got possessed near the hole, why don't I go in the hole? (laughs) She just stands over the hole, it starts sucking her in, and she does it. So, it literally, it just sucks her in. I mean, honestly, she has no friends. What else can she do? Go in a big hole? Go into the big hole. So here we go, into the hole. And it starts sucking her in. She starts looking around <laughs> the, this cave. And it's just like five hours of her just like kicking. What's happening? She's stuck in the hole? Yeah, she's like inside the hole and there's like a cave underneath kind of, but it's very small and she's just kind of like digging around. So, five years later, she finally stands up, and she's just looking around this hole. Mm-hmm. Get ready for how many times you're about to hear me say hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's looking around with her flashlight. She finds a skeleton, which is very sad. It must be James's skeleton. Probably, yeah. Probably. She finds more skeletons, a ton of them. And then she sees Chris, looks like the real Chris, passed out on the ground. Yes. So, she grabs him. She's holding him. And then we hear this growling, and she looks over his shoulder, and then we finally see these weird, human-like, lumpy, quivering, weird things. Okay, shall we? I have to say it. They were giant poop monsters. I mean, that's literally what they looked like. The poop monsters were in the hole. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, So, 
And she, what is she gonna do? She just starts dragging her kid back the way she came because she has no special powers. She has no weapons. She's got a flashlight. So she's just backing out of the hole. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Crawls her way out of it. And this monster, one of them is crawling very creepily towards her. And she's beating it away with her flashlight. And then the monster touches her. And we see that it's a woman's hand. Weird. The camera cuts back away from Sarah's face to the monster. And we see that the monster is Sarah. Yes. All clean. And I mean... Yeah, because she's like covered in dirt. Sarah's just dumbass. So this is like a beautiful version of Sarah. Terrifying. Yes, very. There's this really long pause, and I'm thinking, okay, the demon's gonna jump up onto Sarah, and this is this is it, my friends. But no, nothing happens. Sarah just smashes it with her flashlight, which okay, a little anticlimactic, but yep. she gets away. So great. So now we're in the forest again, because that was easy, Mm -hmm. and Sarah sits Chris up at a tree, he wakes up, hooray, she gets him to the car, but the car is locked, so she leaves him there. Yeah. I really thought something was going to happen there, but she just leaves her kid there, goes to the house, she goes into this creepy dark house, grabs her keys off the table, and we can hear demon Chris banging on the basement door, Mm -hmm. saying, mommy... Uh, She looks at the door with absolute loathing. We then cut to her holding real Chris outside again, and she's just barely smiling. And then we cut to the house, and it is burning down in front of her. So now we're on the road again. House is burning down. Demon's burning. Fantastic. She's crying. Chris is conscious in the back seat. He's alive. And then there's this montage of everything just being okay. Which sounds very cheesy, but I was so in love with this movie that I was like, it's so beautiful! Okay, so you were at this point were convinced everything was okay? Because I was not. Ooh, I was going with it. Okay, I was convinced that somehow in between shots we hadn't seen that she had been replaced by the monster. Ooh! And that it was going to end like on a cliffhanger with it actually being that she's a demon. I thought about that. Yeah. I was worried. Because then we see them in a new home, and they're together, and she has a lot of mirrors in the home, again, just like she saw in Doreen's home, because now she has to deal with living with this the rest of her life. Yeah. So at that point, I was a little more confident that she had the mirrors, but I kept like looking at them like, when are they going to show a shot where she's reflected in the mirror? Ooh, so I so kept watching creepy. for it. They finally did, and like it was just like in the background, but it's like, okay, that's actually her. Ooh, it's actually her. Thank goodness. And so Chris goes outside, and he's riding a little bicycle, which it sounds like they finally got, so that's wonderful. Although instead of riding it, he's just like doing little circles in his driveway over and over again. Like a 10-foot circle. Yeah. Over and over and over. This kid is going to fall off. He's so dizzy. But yep. it's fine. He's having fun. It's great. She has a camera. Mm-hmm. She takes a picture of him, and then... We see her looking at the photo. She's looking kind of weirdly at it. Mm-hmm. And then we get a view of the photo. It shows Chris's face is kind of oddly blurred compared to the rest of the photo. Yeah, on a photo with a digital camera from the late 90s. <laughs> no way it would have motion blur in there. Ah, so creepy. Okay, and so she walks away with this camera. She's looking at the photo. As we zoom out, we get a full view of the room, and we see that all the walls are completely covered in mirrors. Cut to black. End of the film. 
What'd you think? It was a journey. I really, really got sucked into this one. To the point where my notes near the end, I had almost nothing. So I had to go on memory there for a bit. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a great film. I thought the cinematography in this film was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, not only was it a beautiful setting in this Irish countryside and the forest and everything, like the camera work in this film was top notch. It was really, really well done. Very good, especially for a, a debut movie. Oh my goodness, director. as a first time director, like I would never have thought this would be a first movie for someone. Yeah, good job, Lee Cronin. Yeah. Very nice. And a good, it was fun to see a horror movie with a message. Sure. With very, it was a little obvious, but that's fine. Some very obvious symbols. I thought the acting overall was really well done as well. Like, yeah. sometimes with child acting, it can kind of be hit or miss, but I thought Chris did a great job. Yeah, totally. And so did uh, Sarah. Yeah, her, for sure. Her name is. She's great, too. There were parts where I laughed because it got a little silly. There's one part where she's running out of the woods where... um her kid's missing and she's running home to call the police there was some very overdone creepy music and it's just her running through a field so like okay it's a little overdone Mm -hmm. but a lot of it you know the scares were good it was creepy but if you're like me and you're a total baby you can handle this movie probably yeah for sure yeah um one more thing i want to talk about before we wrap up here okay is um kind of the real life version of this film um, have you ever heard of Capgras Syndrome? I have not. Okay. I thought about it the whole time that I watched this film. Uh, WebMD, I'm just going to give you their definition sure. so that you have an idea going in. Um, it's called Imposter Syndrome or Capgras Syndrome. It's a rare condition in which someone believes that their loved ones or others that they know have been replaced with doubles or imposters. Ooh. This belief is so real that nothing can correct it. Mm. So, a lot of the times it's associated with dementia or Alzheimer's, things like that. Um, But it's a very real thing. And um, maybe if you're very familiar with it while watching this movie, you might be under the impression that that's what Sarah is experiencing. Sure. We don't know. Um, But interesting. I wanted to bring it up because if anyone's watching this and, you know, it is a thing that happens to people sometimes and Mm. it's very scary. Any other thoughts? No, but since you mentioned that, I'm I'm glad that she wasn't being told by others that that's what she's suffering from because that would have really added to it. Almost would have been too much for the movie. Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but knowing about that, that that really adds a different layer to it. Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, thanks for joining us, week. Let's, let me try that again. <laughs> We're getting that point in the day. Well, thanks for joining us this week in the big hole. And uh, reach out to us at adultatchromian.org with questions or comments or if you think we should watch a movie that you're a fan of. And uh, remember to check out Canopy if you want to be as creeped out and delighted as Damon and I were today. It's free with your Chromian card. And uh, have a wonderful weekend. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.